Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when did that happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Sarah with us again today. Welcome back. It's so good to be back. Thank uh, you. It's fun to have you here. I'm glad you're (laughs) able to come back today. Yeah. Today we're talking about Minute 57. Uh, Minute 57 starts with Madame Hooch telling the kids that they don't want to slide off the end of their brooms. And it ends with Neville getting caught by a gargoyle. Um, We do see our first little bit of flying. In this, uh, in this minute. Madame Hooch tells the kids. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. <laughs> Neville, Neville kind of jostles around the same way I, that, that Harry will when his broom is jinxed later. Like, he has real trouble flying. I think this is the only time we ever see Neville on a broom, and for good reason. Um, What's that line from Toy Story? Like, falling with style? Oh, yeah, he's falling with he's style. He's not, no. He doesn't have style. He doesn't either. have style. <laughs> uh, poor Neville. No. Yeah. No. He's just doomed. <laughs> um, he is the only person who takes off, uh, Madame Hooch says when she blows her whistle to kick off the ground, hover a little bit, and then lean forward and touch back down. Um, and so when she blows her whistle, Neville's the only one that actually, like, takes up off the ground. He just rises up and up into the air. Which is a little no different way. from the book, because in the book he does push off. Okay. Like, I think it just says that he didn't want to be left behind on the ground that oh, so he, he took off really after, hard. like, two. Oh. Um, but this one, yeah, he doesn't kick off at all. He just, no, he just like starts rising. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really feel for Neville. Yeah. He, he didn't know. I want to talk about a little bit, like, broom physics. Because hmm. she says, like, kick up off the ground and then hover for a moment and then, like, lean forward to touch back down. And so I, I imagine, like, there's, like, a center of gravity to the broom, right? So I would, I don't know if it would be balanced, like, perpendicular, or no, parallel to the ground. And if they dip forward, it's, like, pushing back down toward the, like, bringing mm-hmm. them back down to the surface. But I don't, like, once you're in the air, how do you, where does the thrust, like, how do you <laughs> turn to the, what makes it go <laughs> forward? 
if you lean forward, isn't going to, like, it, there's a, I don't know, there's an up and down quality to it. I know, it makes me think of, like, when you're horseback riding, if you leaned forward, you would go faster and go forward. There's no down. Yeah, of course. And, and when, but when, so when you're on a broom. When they're flying later during Quidditch, they lean closer to their brooms in order to, like, pick up speed. Yeah. Too. Right, like, the uh, to the wind resistance to cut that back, you know, that makes sense. I don't know. Sometimes we see kids just, like, sitting on the broom, just, like, hovering in place. It's like, how are you doing that? Yeah, like, what what difference in your, what shift yeah, in like, body weight encourages <laughs> the broom to move forward? I mean, spoilers, but, like, it always amazes me when, like, Harry's falling off and it's just there. Yeah, and he's <laughs> hanging on it. And it's like, how is that, like, That happens is, in, like, a half hour. What's going on? <laughs> how is that happening? So I don't know. That's very strange. We'll, we'll, we'll even we'll get to talk about Draco's barrel roll in like a day or two. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't yeah. make sense to me either. Flying doesn't make sense. There's a lot of magic that's not. It's just again, just J.K. Rowling not yeah. explaining her magic system at all. Um, I love. I've said this before, but I love that she took like the tropiest witch and wizard mm. ideas. And like made them so fun and whimsical. Like like they actually have like wands made of wood and right. they ride brooms and yeah. Like, yeah. It makes me really happy that like it's a it's a thing. Yeah, I was thinking about that with the scene because of the whole broom thing and how obviously like I've heard of that as a trope for like witches and I it made me wonder where that like came from, but I didn't look it up or anything. Oh, looked it up. That would have been interesting. We'll have to talk about Maybe we'll but save that. That, that we'll is a good point. Edition. I didn't really think about that, that she's taking these tropes and mm-hmm. making them, yeah, and like, fun. And, and we see the kids in their the kids robes are using and their them. Yeah, yeah. And, like, oh. We have, a, we have a very noisy cat. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys can hear. That's Bradley. He's a well, black cat. We have a familiar with us today. Uh, <laughs> I've never another heard wizard trope. I mean, another witch trope. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, normally, we record when we record our weekend editions, or when it's just me and Victoria. We record at her place, and her cats are very vocal mm. on the podcast. <laughs> so people have started to to notice the cat cameos. <laughs> That's fun. He's like slinking around out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So we. We see all the kids climb onto the brooms, and 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 Neville kind of rises up into the air, and and Madame Hooch. She's not very helpful. She isn't very helpful. <laughs> she just like Mister. She, she like stutters, Mister Longbottom. I mean, Mr. For, Longbottom. The, for the whole minute, really, she's just yelling his name, and it's yeah, like, can't like, you? you isn't there a spell you could use to get him down? Yeah, yeah. Or? Well, she 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 eventually raises her broom. But it's more of a defensive stance as he's like coming toward them, and then yeah. she just dives out of the yeah. Room, like, and she, even like at that train. point, she's saying Neville Long. But she, yeah, there, you, there's got to be a spell that you could use. Right, the momentum. Yes, this can't be the only time this has ever happened. I don't know how many other kids uh, do you think like Neville is so, quite. But I I don't know <laughs> unique, right? Now. Maybe he just maybe he just had a really bad. Maybe it's the broom. Maybe there's something wrong with the broom, and it's, it's not Neville's fault. Yeah. It's defective, and yeah. Neville's just the unlucky child that got this really terrible broom. He is just unlucky. All the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I, I made a note that we see uh, cartoon Neville because this is all like him whipping around on the broom. Obviously, isn't something they could shoot practically, so it's all like a digital effect. Yeah. Um, one of the first times, one of the first of many times, that we see like animated versions of the students in peril. Uh, so we see Neville 
flying around and crashing into the building and yeah poor Neville yeah I feel like it the effect doesn't hold up super well in my opinion like the CGI animated no it's it's funny because until we started doing the show and going through minute by minute I didn't really notice the CGI stuff like I didn't think about it you know right um but as we go through like one minute at a time there's so many moments where you could definitely be like oh that is a cartoon yeah (laughs) um it's still really amazing considering it's 15 years old. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it's only, it's only moments on screen that pass pretty quickly. So, so it kind of comes and goes and you sort of take it for granted. Disregard it. Yeah. Okay. I just wrote, Hooch pulls out her wand, then dives out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I wrote Hooch's dive with three exclamation points because <laughs> yes. I think it's super funny. <laughs> <laughs> I- I love I love her defensive stance that she yeah. takes. Like I would love to see Madame Hooch like actually duel against somebody or something. I think she would be so fantastic. I want her whole backstory. Oh man, me too. Me too. I bet I bet I bet that Madame Hooch was rambunctious. She seems very punk. Yeah. I think it'd be great. The hairstyle. Yeah. Oh, it's to- in, the, in the eyes. She was probably a professional Quidditch player. Oh sure. I'm sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't actually look to see if Madame Hooch had, like, any backstory on Pottermore Probably. or on the HP Wiki page. But that would be fascinating. It says that she's the Quidditch referee. Oh, her name is Rolanda Hooch. Rolanda. Rolanda, that's pretty. It says she was born circa 1901. So she's supposed to be in her 70s? Wow. I mean, I guess wizards do live longer, right? Yeah. Or is that just a Dumbledore thing? I, I thought know. it was I like a wizard thing. I think it's kind of amazing that Dumbledore seems to be like the oldest, but yeah. Yeah, he's like 150 or something, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't really say much about her history. It looks like... Oh, wow. It says that Rolanda graduated before the end of the Great War and purchased a silver arrow broomstick at some point. Hmm. One night, her broomstick was singed by an ant- a muggle anti-aircraft device, which she found personally insulting. She <laughs> wow. declared that the only thing she found more humiliating than the incident was when a student jinxed her many decades later in 1991. She was selected by the Department of Magical Games and Sports as to be the Quidditch referee at Hogwarts. Hmm. Wait, so the Ministry appointed her to Hogwarts? That's what it looks like. Huh. That's super weird. Yeah. Because that's, like, a big point of contention later with, mm-hmm. like, Umbridge and all that. It says she underwent a series of complicated and rigorous tests, both written and physical. Well, According to Quits Through the Ages. But then Gildory Lockhart can just become Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> No lo- tests necessary. Uh, maybe she became the Quidditch referee, or the Quidditch referee before Dumbledore was headmaster. Mm. Because I think that once Dumbledore took over, it was just like, you, I want you on my staff, and you, and no one's going to question Dumbledore because he stopped Grindelwald. (laughs) He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I like, I really like Madame Hooch a lot. Uh, I wish we got more of her in the movies. She's so cool. She just has a very, like, she she has that air about her, like, even when she's walking through the students, like, very good posture, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, 
take she's charge. Like, you're going to yeah. listen to me. And you see how everyone acts like, hello, students. Like, you know, madam. Yeah. <laughs> All in, like, unison. Good morning, like, <laughs> yeah. morning madam. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's very much reminiscent of, like, someone who commands respect, you know. But, like, not in a way in which, like, it's, like, scared respect. It's like, no, like, she's kind of. Like, kind of like a McGonagall type. Yeah, figure. she definitely has like, no one sort of dignified her. Where, like, right. Like, she's like, oh, like. You know, she's a mean teacher, that that type yeah. of thing. She's but like, but definitely students like definitely her. have, like, a respect for her. Yeah, like a right. good teacher, but stern. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas there are professors that the kids are just like, well, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I, we're, we're just going to mention Lockhart so much before we finally get to meet <laughs> him. Hate, hate. I know. I know. We'll get there. We have a ways to go. Do you think that they ended up rescheduling this lesson because of <laughs> Neville? Yeah, I don't know. Um, she tells them not no one to lift off the ground until she. Why does there's a there's a theme that has ha- this has happened twice where professors just like leave the students somewhere, right? Because when the kids first when the first years all first get to Hogwarts, McGonagall like goes into the Great Hall without them to see if everyone's ready and just leaves all the kids just in the foyer of the mm-hmm. Great Hall. And then here, like, well, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but she could have sent some student right. to take Neville to the hospital wing, but she decides that she's going to personally go and do this and just leave the kids here outside Hogwarts. Just, there you go. Be good. I know, and it's got to take, like, at least 30 minutes to you walk to the hospital so wing and back. Yeah. The moving staircases and everything. She can't just apparate him up to the, you can't. It they really like need that. a better method of communication because <laughs> if they had cell phones, she could just text Madame Pomfrey and be like, hey, send one of your students or I don't know if she has assistants and yeah, yeah, to come get Neville. He broke his wrist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but instead Neville. they have to walk all the way over there. Yep. And, and, and I don't know. She just leaves them behind. Yeah, which, like, I feel like would never happen, like, in no. our muggle, like, no, <laughs> public, no, education. In public education. It was always, like, well-known that the students are not to be left alone. No, they can't no. be trusted. But yeah, yeah, a bunch of 11-year-olds. <laughs> which, with as brooms, we'll see in a minute or two, <laughs> they can't be trusted. No, no, they absolutely cannot. <laughs> we'll get to that. I mean, I mean, it's not like she can shut the brooms off. Oh, like, you know, like, and they make it so they don't fly while she's gone or whatever. That would whatever. kind of be it's cool. Like, you know, yeah. If only. If only. It's like, no, shut it down. In active that would, rooms. In, 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 that would imply that you have to, like, cast a charm on the broom before you can right. use it. Right. And it just, like, wears off without the presence of the... That's too much work. Do you think that the charms or whatever enchantment it is on yeah. the brooms do eventually, like, wear off? Like... Kind of like the invisibility cloaks are supposed maybe, to. Yeah, I think, yeah. I I would think. And, like, they do mention in the books that I think Fred or George says something about the school brooms re- being really bad. Like, they vibrate if you get too high mm. or they, like, lean to the left. So it does seem either it's that they're just made worse to begin mm. with or maybe that the enchantment is kind of, like, down. yeah, wearing down. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wonder if Harry's like firebolt nineteen years later is still as effective as yeah. as it was when he was a little student. Yeah, I don't It'd know. Be interesting. No yeah, me neither. I like to think. I, I I do think like any other sort of mode of transportation that like it's it's uh 
gonna have like some wear and tear as time goes on. I think that makes sense. I wonder if it's not necessarily like a like an enchantment that's cast on it, or if it has something to do with like the materials that are used to make mm. the broom, like the yeah. type of wood or whatever is incorporated into the actual like construction process. Yeah, or a mixture of both. Probably some, a mixture yeah. of both. No idea. So many questions about All how this magic works. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I think that was everything I had. How do you feel? Yeah? Yeah. All right. Join us tomorrow on Wednesday, you guys, for Minute 58 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Can you join us again tomorrow, Sarah? I, I think so. think so? Yeah, I'll try. We'll, I'll try to make it. We'll, 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 try to, we'll try to keep our schedules open so you can come back. It'll be great. Okay. It'll be great. Uh, join us tomorrow. Uh, find us on iTunes at Harry Potter Minute. Leave us a five-star review and give us a rating because that we like to read our ratings off on the weekend edition episodes. Oh, cool. Um, the different reviews that we've gotten. Some of them have been really good. Some of them have been we- really weird. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. It's always a mystery. <laughs> Leave us a review. You never know. Yeah, we never know. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Patreon for our weekend edition to hear the reviews read off on uh, when we do the we call the weekend edition the quibbler. Oh, that's fun. So when we do the quibbler on the weekend edition, you can hear your reread off in the. Like I said, join us tomorrow for minute fifty eight. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Mischief managed. <laughs> Sorry, I never gonna say it. It happened. <laughs> Mischief. Or I just wasn't prepared. <laughs>